0: You're listening to Close the Loop, a podcast for business decision makers who are eager to put on their marketing hat and prove the worth of their campaigns. Here to get you excited about attribution and invite you to act on these topics is the host, Kevin Deeney, a true marketing and data nerd, live and virtual event speaker, and fan of all things Batman. He's joined by a variety of guests, subject matter experts, and colleagues who are passionate about helping business leaders like you to succeed. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on CallSource.com and read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello. And welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dini, and today we are going to be jumping in and talking about advertisements. In fact, on this episode, it's a little different. We're going to do what's called a let's create. And during the length of this episode, we're going to create an advertisement that generates leads. So this is something that you could apply in your business if you're wanting to get your hands and dip them in the marketing advertisement bucket, put that hat on. And we are going to discuss everything that's needed for an ad to be successful at generating leads. And this applies to any business, any industry, just because there's some foundational basic things. But we're also going to create one along the way as an example. And I'll make available, you know, the information, any notes that I have, anything that we end up kind of creating. I'll make sure that that's on the episode page for you. So let's get started. Lead generation ads. That's a little different. There's lots of different types of advertisements. There's advertisements that are going to be built to bring to awareness to customers, to future customers, that your company exists that, you know, help them become aware that there's a problem. Like if someone, how does someone really know that they need your service? How do they even know that you as a company are able to provide such a service? There's lots of different ads that are doing lots of different objectives. If you've ever gone into an ad platform and started to create one, you've seen things come up like, what are you trying to do? You know, are you trying to get video impressions, people to watch your video? Are you trying to get people more aware of your brand? Are you trying to get people to like, to share, to click, to comment, to, you know, those are more engagement type goals. Are you actually generating leads? Great. A lot of times that's kind of what a default business may go to. Yeah, that's, that's what every advertisement is, but it's, you know, that's probably the most common one. There's also advertisements that create sales. Um, Sometimes it's more associated with e-commerce because it's a little bit easier to track, but any business can link their sales to the ad that brought. So today we're specifically focusing on the types of advertisements and marketing that are specifically around generating the lead, right? A lead is any person. It's usually a person at a business, a person alone, a consumer, someone that you want to have a future client, customer, patient sort of relationship with. They're not paying you yet, but you'd like them to. Maybe they are, you are paying them, but you'd like them to pay you more. So the lead is that they haven't paid you yet. It's that first interaction and in touch with the consumer, generally real time, right? Either a phone call, a chat, back and forth over an email possibly. But you're usually, most businesses are trying to get things moved along as fast as they can. Agility. Right, The faster you can speed up the sale, that's the sales agility, sales acceleration, the more deals you can have. Your calendar might be busting with leads, but is it busting with sales? Right. So this is for the businesses, for someone, a marketer, an owner, someone to consider, how am I going to get more leads? Now, if you've put leads in the top of your sales funnel, right, hopefully at the bottom, you're turning them into sales. So that process, we're not going to go into. We're going to specifically focus on how we get that ad made that add to be successful so that your marketing budget around this type of activity that you're trying to, this goal you have, this objective, that it becomes successful. So how could we make the best possible, most successful, most effective lead generation advertisement? That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to do. (laughs) So the reason I wanted to do this is because this is one of those most common objectives, but it's also because a lot of times a business, when it's getting into marketing or when there's an owner who's enjoys wearing the marketing hat, when there's a marketer, there's always a point where things stop working, where your your business is like, I really want to scale. I really want to go to the next level. Right. And lead generation, in my opinion, is one of those faster to results ways that a business could go, all right, take me to the next level. Okay. The next level meaning more sales, more scalable revenues, coming in at an effective budget spend. Right? If you're a hundred percent referral business, you'd be going, why would I even need lead gen? Well, the more lead gen, the more satisfying you are to your customers, the more referrals you're gonna get anyway. So this supercharges a referral-based, let's say, downstream, in-stream network that you have that's building your business. It is possible that you're, you may consider, well, lead gen doesn't work for my type of business. Sure. Maybe you don't have an interaction directly with the consumer, but the principles in this, right? Create what maybe a lead to us is connecting with somebody, but to you, a lead might be, okay, someone added something to a cart. The definitions are so vague, but just essentially what we're after is someone who's really interested in doing business with you, but hasn't done business with you yet. The first thing that we're going to want to do is make sure we talk about what's required to pull this off, right? So you might go, okay, great. You might listen to this entire episode, but at the end you go, wait a second. I can't do this one required thing, so the whole thing doesn't work. So let me save you the time, okay? The first thing that's required, right, is a landing page. You also have to have an offer. You also have to have an ad. You're going to need some messaging, sometimes visuals, you're going to need to do something or to be able to capture the leads. So you need some sort of converting action. Sometimes it's a form, a chat, a a phone uh, number. Um, Sometimes it's a text, whatever you use to interact, a cart, a form, whatever it is, you need something to capture the information on this uh, consumer that's coming through, passing through. And then, the last last two things I would say are required. It's essential that you measure this because the ad platform will keep track of how much you spend. But if you think it's not working when it is, you'll turn the budget off to say, man, the ads don't work for me when it could have been. So I don't want you to miss an opportunity. Also, if it doesn't work for you or isn't as effective for you right off the bat, I'd like you to know so that you don't keep wasting money when you do this. Okay? The last thing, I don't know if it's arguably the most important, but it's important is motivation. Okay. So everything in marketing follows this simple principle, which is fail fast, fail as quickly as you possibly can learn from it and then improve it. All right. I've never ever seen anything in marketing work the very, from the very, like from the draft idea, right? Maybe on a napkin, on the whiteboard to execution, it stay the same, right? And it worked flawlessly. You really have to make improvements. You have to consider, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? Could it work? There's signals going to be coming in from your measurement that you're going to need to apply to make it more effective. What we're going to talk about today is how to set you up for success, make sure that you can create a lead generation ad that is successful and ROI efficient. So those are the basics that are required. Okay? This is the the ideal type of a lead generation ad that you want because in the types of assets you're going to need, the requirements are specific because each one is going to tell you something about if it's effective, how it can be improved, what you can learn, right? Maybe what chink along the process is weak or what's strong. All the things I've mentioned that are required, right? So again, landing page, the ad, the visuals, the messaging, the converting tool or converting action needs to be something, a capture point. Uh, the measurement, and then your motivation. They're all essential, right? So those seven things. Next, you're going to have to follow some kind of foundational, slightly opinionated, but I would say mostly foundational guidelines on how this works. This is how the platforms are set up. This is how these things work. And it's best if you work within the best practices that are established, the best foundational practices, and then deviate from there however you want. But just understand the foundations is going to get you going a lot quicker. So the things I run into the most, though, uh, where someone hears all that I'm about to say and still doesn't want to do it, what would keep them from, okay, I could see that I could make a successful lead generation ad, right? I could see it would be beneficial for my business. I could see that I could I could do this. I could I have the budget available, right? None of those is the things that I'm talking about (laughs) keep people from actually executing on this. The things that are actually keeping people from doing this are the idea that it could never be effective. It can never be. It can never. The return on investment on this, if I make a lead generation ad, will never be enough to recover my budget the way that I need it to. So that's just like a belief that. The marketing in this channel, in this objective, won't work for my business. There's a couple of things around that, right? Why wouldn't it? Why couldn't it be effective? Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it work? Why couldn't it work? Given that it, you see that it possibly could. Why do you still think that the ads would be too expensive or that they won't work? Well, a lot of times that's because they've had those experiences in the past with things not working very well. Or they've really put a lot into it and it didn't work then. So why would it work now? Well, things change. There's still a lot of opportunity. If there is an opportunity, right, to get, to be able to pay back the marketing budget you spend quickly, to be able to generate a better, healthier funnel of qualified leads into your business that helps you generate more revenue, far superior, more revenue than it costs you. Right. If there's a chance that that would work. I would keep going, keep listening to this, All right. The second thing I hear often that, you know, has nothing to do with whether it, the situation of whether it can work or not, but it really focuses on how it gets done is someone who says, I can't do this. This is not something I can do. I don't make ads. I don't know what, what to do. I wouldn't know where to go. I'd probably hit a button and <laughs> my account would just blow up, right? spend too much, right? The platforms have gotten far better. Most of them have. So while yes, you could be a little nervous about tinkering around, the platforms all have made the entry barrier much lower than it used to be. So if you have this feeling of looking at a at platform and going, Oh man, that's not for me. I could never do that. That's crazy. (laughs) That's way too much. Or I don't have the time for that. I would say a couple hours. That sounds like an investment. It is, but a couple hours is really all it takes. Now you could do it. There's lots of videos. There's tutorials. There's also most of these platforms have a customer success type of team that can help you set up and create your very first campaign. You can guide them along what kind of thing, what kind of objective, what kind of marketing goal you have or campaign you have in mind, and they will make sure then help you at least set it up. Right? So that, barrier is less than it ever has been. And it's there. So, you know, other businesses have that same issue. So they're, they're doing the same thing. So less businesses are advertising that don't want to do it. Don't want to bother, but you could do it and you could take advantage of that barrier. Um, The last one before we actually start creating the app, one of the, one of my favorites, which is, I wouldn't even know if it was working or not. That's a great one. That's why we want to make sure measurement is one of our required parts of setting all this ad stuff up. And by that by measurement, I mean, okay, you turned on the ad, and the ad platform is going to say, okay, you bid this much, you spent this much money, and this is the result you got. Those metrics, up bits of data within the platform, is going to be sort of self-explanatory. It's just, okay, well, great. The ad platform said I did this, but what happened in my, you know, in your platforms, in your CRMs. What happened with your team who took the calls? It says you got ten leads. Did you actually get ten leads? You know, were they qualified? Were they Were they a fit? Were they interested? Were they people that you could do business with? Right? Was there something wrong in, in, in the process? Each of the, each of the points along the way, you're going to want to measure. And so, th- without getting too deep into a, a consumer journey, you basically want to go. Okay, draw a circle on one side of a piece of paper, and draw a circle on the other side. And on the one on the left side, you're going to write. Okay, from, you're going to write ad. And then on the far right, you're going to write sale. And then you're going to put a, like a hash or a line or something and m- plot out what has to happen between the ad and the sale for you to know. And then each of those points that you plotted down, just make sure you're tracking and measuring each point. I assume most of them are being done. A lot of businesses are tracking, you know, the major points. But anything else that's important along the way in there, make sure that you're tracking it and measuring and you have something in place to track it. Someone lands on your webpage, on your landing page. How are you going to know that they got there from the ad, right? Website analytics, like Google analytics is how you would measure that, right? How they, at the converting point, it's a form, a chat, a call, a text, whatever it is, right? An in-person visit, make sure that that, if that's, you know, wherever that is, that that has also, you write down, here's how I'm measuring that. And that's just how you kind of cover your measurement. And to be, to go over that as simply as I can. Now gone over what's required. And the last thing here I want to mention is the silver bullet idea. Is there a single way as I'm seeing I'm sure we've all seen lots of Facebook ads <laughs> that make this claim or maybe a YouTube ad or an ad on TV or whatever that if you download this template, if you do these things, you know you're guaranteed 8x, 4x ROI, 10x, 100x ROI to double your business in four months or something. Is there a silver bullet template idea that works, right? Is what I'm about to share with you the silver bullet way? The great thing about this question is that I could say very simply, no, there's no silver bullet, but that's where you have to kind of take something and make it your own, right? Is there a silver bullet way that anyone else could apply to your business and it would just work perfectly out of the gate? No. Doesn't work that way. You have to take these templates, these ideas, these blueprints, these ideas, like the, the let's create, like I'm doing today. And you have to take those and go, okay, well, how would I apply this to my business? Right? You have to make that transition. And that's because every business, no matter how similar they are, has a little bit of a different value proposition, a little bit different niche audience. Geographically, it may be price points. It may be the, how they deliver. You have to really consider your business and so that's why the silver bullet idea just doesn't work. So, if you're if there's no silver bullet idea why are you listening to this? It's because you want to be able to take what I'm about to give you and use it and apply it to your business and it will work. And I'm not saying I'm not making the promises of like 100x ROI or some crazy outlandish thing. I'll just tell you that it will unlock an opportunity that you can then keep pushing along. I have campaigns running that have been running for almost 5 years now. The same campaign I started five years ago. How could that still work? How could it be so successful? It's paying us back quickly. It has a high ROI return. It's performing without a whole lot of hand holding and touching and editing and reinforcing. It's basically just on and going constantly at a very effective way. A very effective rate. It doesn't require a whole lot of input. It's fantastic. So how could you have something like that is how I want to set you up today. So let's jump into it. Here's what you want to do first, the first thing you want to do, you've got to understand your audience. That's first you do that before anything else, because the better you understand your audience in these sort of lim- in these parameters that I'll provide for you, the better you'll know, okay, well, what are we going to offer them? Right? What are we going to, what's the message going to be? What kind of ad are we going for? What are my expectations around this? What could I see as far as return? The whole thing will be answered simply by an understanding your audience. So by audience, I'm talking about at the end of the day, the leads that you want. What is sometimes it's called an ICP, right? And I'm not talking about the band, <laughs> the insane clan posse. I'm talking about the ideal customer profile. Who is that customer that you would really like to have more than any other. And for this example, remember, I'm going to teach you the principle and then I'll use an example, right? So, Principle is focus on your audience okay, and understand them better. Now, here's an example. I picked a residential plumber as my example. If I'm a residential plumbing company, the type of audience that I really want is someone who's, a, it's obviously, I'm residential, so I need a homeowner. okay. I need someone with some expendable income. So I'm probably looking at ideally around 35 plus, maybe 35 to 55, somewhere in that range. I'm also looking for people who own, like not just are in a house, but they may own or have some decision-making capability, right? That way they can be the ones who say, yes, you know, do this repair or do this fix or let me upgrade or get me a new, whatever it is. We also are kind of interested in the type of customer that isn't knowledgeable enough to know what they may need or know that they need a plumber, know that the issue related to that, but they, also are unwilling to do the work entirely themselves. Like we're not looking for another plumber who lives at a home. We're kind of looking, I mean, maybe they would call, but we're looking for the ideal audience. And part of that ideal audience is people who would really want a plumber. The great thing I think about being a plumbing business is that once we get a customer, maybe they'll become loyal and they'll always just call the same plumbing number, our business over and over again, because we delighted them. We, had a great experience the first go around, first time around. They thought I got a lot of value out of this last time I did it. So that's why, to me, it's very important to try to get a consumer that's loyal. So a loyal customer is another aspect I'd be looking for. Finally, they are going to need to be available. So by that I mean, if I, you know, I'm a plumbing business. If the more availability they have to get me on to their calendar to be able to do the job to do the project, whatever it is, the better. And so, availability is another another point of requirement, I would say, and the type of ideal customer, ideal audience that I'm looking for. I'm kind of on the assumption that the average deal size here is probably going to be 500 plus that I'm hoping to achieve, because that way, if I can get leads for, you know, us considerably less, I can get a good ROI out of it. So that's kind of what I'm reversing from. Okay. I'm going to make 500 on an average job. Right. So how do I make a, a campaign, a marketing campaign, given the margin you're working with? Very much a high return. Right. How can I make this something where I go? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll do this all day. I'll, you now if I'm putting a dollar in and I'm getting $3 or $4 back, whatever it is, um, I would do that all day, whatever that scenario is. That's what I'm after. So for me, I'm saying, okay, I'm estimating about 500 a job. And let's say I have uh, like fifty percent margin, so I need at least two fifty to break even on spend per sale. And let's say I'm a third of the time I make the sale. So that means I need to make leads for two fifty, you know, divided by three. I basically need like less than eighty five dollar leads, so I've like to, to be able to just break even on this right away. So that's what I'm after. I have my kind of metrics in mind. I have my audience in mind, already from this. Now, a secondary part of of the audience research, right? Not just knowing your, your ideal audience that you want, okay, and how I'm gonna, what I'm after, and maybe what my R, maybe what my kind of ROI has to be. But now it's okay. Now, what's my offer? That's the second step. First step: figure out your audience. And you write down all these things, like like anything that you know, or you would be like, yeah, I'd love to have a customer like that. That's what you write down on, on a piece of paper. Type out on under audience. What do you figure out for your offer? If you're applying business, you know way better than me. Whatever your business is, you're going to know it really well. But the types of offers you want that work the best for lead generation have something called a tripwire effect, which is you get someone in for a low price, right? something that requires less trust because it's lower priced. Something that to the consumer is higher realized value, perceived value. And is something that you can deliver, right? Without a whole lot of cost. So we're talking higher margins on delivery for you, lower cost to the consumer, high value to the consumer. So boom, boom, boom. What, what offers do you have that, that look or sound like that? So I don't know the plumbing business super well, but I can do my research, right? So what I did is I started Googling plumbing repair, plumbing stuff like that keywords just to see what, what's there. I arrived at, let's say, a handful of some services offerings that I wrote down, right? So the, the things that I found were kitchen related fixes, right? Kitchen sinks and stuff or anything to do with refrigerators and stuff like that. So then I had bathroom stuff like showers and tubs and toilets. There's also like appliance, maybe like faucets, uh, water heaters, laundry, things like that. And then I found emergency, right? Uh, leaks. Uh, stuff like anything that's sort of in the emergency section. And then last I had what I would call sort of like upkeep maintenance, which was like installations, gas, gas installation, things like that, maybe new move-ins, and then drains and clogs. So I had all these offerings that I consider, okay, this is the stuff that plumbers do. These are the things that they offer. So then I went and looked up, okay, well, how much do these things typically cost? Now the two two things that stood out to me, one was the drain and clocks, because that's a lower cost, right? I, I saw some things even just when I was searching for it, that was something like, you know, $45, $100, $200, quick, fast, get your drains, you know, unclogged. <laughs> Those types of sort of, to me, maybe lower cost, get it in the door types of, types of situations, establish that you're a good plumber, a good business, and then you earn their loyalty in the future. Great, right? That's why I like that idea of the drain and clog. However, there was another one that stood out to me, which is appliance. And that was because there was water heaters. Water heaters are something maybe not as frequent as drain and clogs. Well, maybe more frequent. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the area and the types of, I don't know the types of environment they're in. But I really, I like better than drain and clogged, I like the water heater. And the reason is, is because there is a low kind of a tripwire one, Right water heater's leaking. Something's a problem. Maybe I need it set up. I need it installed. There's also the, I need it flushed. I need it checked. I need, you know, there's these lower trip wire type entry offers, but behind it, right, is a really important, I thought, true offer, which is, you know, a brand new water heater. It looked like to me that that was a really great upsell. So, I much rather like lead gen off of water heater than drain and clog for that reason. Now, drain and clog, you can go down and be like, oh, yeah, like this is a, you know, your pipes are broken or something wrong. We need to do a whole repipe. And I know that that's a very high ticket, (laughs) high ticket um, project. It's also something I can imagine that some plumbers are less interested in than others. Maybe some that's their specialty. But I also thought about it and was like, gosh, that's such an, that could be a really expensive upsell. I don't know as, I don't know if like as a, you know, as a homeowner myself or something, I'd be like, yeah, let's repipe, let's re-sewer, let's, you know, what, let's re-drain our house. That might be a hard pill to swallow, but a water heater, yes, it's expensive, but if I don't have it, right, I don't have any hot water. That's like a, con- that's like a convenience. If I've gotten used to that, how can, how can I live without hot water? <laughs> you know, whereas the drain thing, it might be like, well, is it, catastrophic? If not, then maybe I'll just wait. (laughs) I know it sounds like a terrible thing and you probably shouldn't do that. I'm not recommending anyone, anyone follow that. I could just see that going through their eyes, right? I saw that in the searches that I was doing between drains and clogs and water heaters. So just walking you through this thought process here, because I thought, okay, how can you apply this to your business, right? You want sort of a lower bargain way to get in the door of a business and customer of whatever it is you're trying to do, right? Get in the door, just get in the door, get your foot in the door. That was like one of the things they teach you in door-to-door sales. Just get in the door, whatever way you can get inside. Once you're there and you're doing a water heater, check inspection, install a flush, whatever it is, that's where you can see okay here's the state of the water heater you can make recommendations you can help them maybe you end up doing the upsell of a whole new water heater so i thought that was a really advantageous one now i went from that to okay but let's see if this these are even good keywords because if drain and clog is, has a lot of impressions a lot of good keywords they're very cheap maybe that's you know at the end of the day that's the better option so i compared drain and clog to water heater, repair, water heater fix, those types of keywords. And what I found is is that, and I di- am I did this research using some tools that are available, keyword planning tools, things like that. Google has it, Bing has it. Uh, also, you can do this type of stuff with uh, third-party tools. SpyFu is one of them, I mentioned. I saw that there was a decent amount of impressions for the water heater one. It wasn't that outrageously different than the clog and drains. And the cost for the keywords weren't so bad. Now, this could be very different in your area depending on the competition, okay? But those are the types of things you want to be asking. You want to be wondering, okay, if I do have this offer, is anyone searching for it? Is anyone looking for it? Is anyone typing in that product online? And if you have, no, 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 but yes, this product is being searched quite a bit, that might be the product you end up going with, right? You might have a great offer, a great upsell, but no one's looking for that. Well, how are you going to get people to see it? right? Then you have to go through a different type of advertising. I'm talking about a really great lead gen. It's going to have the keywords plus the audience is going to be there. I think a healthier, much higher possibility of return than simply just there's an audience and an offer. We're also looking for there to be demand, which is people searching for the keywords, right? Which you can figure out through keyword planning. Okay. So just to recap, I have my audience. My ideal audience figured out, written down, okay? You want to know who they are, everything about why they care, what they're interested in, why they're an ideal customer for you. you. Write all that down just so you have some idea of what you're looking for. You're not just wanting leads, you want quality. Second, you're going to figure out your offer. Okay what are you gonna, what are you going to offer them, right? what What is interesting to them? What would be a great thing, product, service, to offer them to get them in the door? What's an incentive or something you can do to make it? really ideal to your ideal customer okay so you got your audience and your offer nailed now the last thing is to start building all this and start taking okay here's my audience here's my offer you're going to start kind of this is where you bring it together that's where you build now the first thing you build is your message messaging which is going to be your landing page Your messaging is going to show up on your landing page, you know, a a page, you're not just building a page or whatever. You've got to build a page that narrows in on the messaging. So the messaging is probably the hardest part, (laughs) unfortunately, and that's where it's going to be tough. Uh, The reason is, is because you can't just say, buy this thing, buy X, Y, Z, right? It doesn't work like that. You have to help people understand and answer their questions, right? So here's some questions you're going to have to answer. Number one, how do I start, right? So you have your audience, you have your offer, okay? But your customer, your consumer is going to be saying, hey, I have this problem. How do I start? Where do I go? What do I do, right? And you want them to go, oh, I need your kind of company. I need your company and I need your solution. Okay, that's where you want them to head. That's where you want them to go, right? Now, the keyword may tell you, like for instance, uh, for the water heater one, a lot of what people type in is water heater repair near me. So they're not typing in plumber near me. Maybe they are for that, but they also happen to be typing in the specific thing that they want near me, which is great. That's something I you know even better. Uh, for my example, right? They're looking for water heater repair. Great. That's there's demand for that. So that's something that I, you know, position your messaging for. If you know, okay, here's the keywords I have, those are going to have to show up on the landing page and I have to show up in your messaging. You don't want people going water heater repair and they get to your page and you're like, oh yeah, I'm a plumber because they may not make the connection. Oh yeah. This plumber is going to be able to solve this. They want to see on the page. Yeah. We're all about water heater repair. You want that to come across. You want them to go, oh yeah, these guys know these guys know what they're doing. Like this is the company I want. Okay. You don't want them going, do they do water heater repair? You don't want them asking that question. You don't want them going, Hmm, like, I don't know about them, or I don't know about this. Okay. When they hit that landing page and hit that page, whatever it is that you're doing, you want them to go, yes, I looked for a water heater repair and I'm getting water heater repair. <laughs> okay. So that's the same thing you got to apply to your company. Right. So where do they start? Then the next question they're going to ask is how do they know the issue is a problem or that it's solved. So that's more around, okay, my water heater's leaking. Is it that bad? Should I get it fixed? Maybe this is just how this thing is supposed to be. Maybe when my water temperature drops drastically and then goes away, that that's not a big deal. Maybe, you know. Maybe someone who knows is like, Oh, maybe my pilot's out. Maybe the thing that keeps it going is out. Maybe it got unplugged. There's kids or something. And they may go, Yeah, well, we'll just suffer for it, you know, for a while, who cares? How are they going to know that it's a problem? How are they going to know when it's solved? What it should look like? What the after should be, okay? Another question to ask, can they live without you? Here's an example. Let's say I'm a do-it-yourselfer, look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'm a retired or maybe I'm a former mechanic or former handyman, something. Can I, can't I? can I just fix this myself, right? So, Sure there's the do it yourselfer types right and that shouldn't be ignored entirely like those there's lots of people who are do it yourselfers but then they're going to go hmm i could do it myself but if something goes wrong is it going to be so much worse what could go wrong is another question they could ask be asking what's the worst that could happen if i put it off if i don't go to you as a the provider right what what could what's the worst that could happen <laughs> So, those are the types of things to consider in your messaging, right? And then finally some things around okay, what's the price? How was it delivered? Like the actual service offering transaction. The transaction stuff is going to be very important. And you want them to know this before they call, right? So that you don't get all these leads that go, "Oh, I was hoping it would be like $5, not $100," right? And then they hang up. You don't want that. You want people to go, I know roughly what it's going to cost. I know what to expect. I know you're the right provider. I know that you're going to solve this problem for me. And I know that if I do it myself, something could go wrong. And I want a trusted professional to do this. And I trust you. That's literally the thoughts you want in their head when they go to convert into a lead. And then you have the greatest leads. Okay, (laughs) If you're a marketer, you know how great it is to be able to have leads that people rave about. So that's what you're after. Okay. And you do that by making sure that your web pages, your landing page, whatever informs them on all these things that are so important to the consumer. So they're not wondering, oh, crud, I got now I got, I'm not going to find out the price till I call. That sucks. I'm not like, I don't know if there's a, like, just a fee to get them out here. I don't know, you know, if there's other costs to doing business. Oh, you know, you only take one type of insurance. Bummer. Now I can't do it. Right. You want everything crystal clear. Before they call, before they convert, before they you know get to that point. So you have the best leads possible, right? That's what you're after. Yes, it may be less leads, right? But they're going to be quality. So that's what you're after. It's much more important than volume. So I just want to make sure it's also very clear that when you make your page, the page is going to be the thing you make first and then you make the ad. And that's because everything you put in the page, whatever you finally decide and go, yes, this is the page that's going to work. And maybe I'm not as happy with the headline. Maybe I'm not as happy with a visual or a video that's on the page. There might be things on it you're like, you know, we could improve later. We could invest more, make a better video or put a video on the page and it's just an image right now. Start with whatever you've got visual-wise, messaging-wise. Just make sure it communicates those things clearly. There's other best practices like don't make a giant paragraph. Try to keep everything important in the top fold of like 20% of your page or, you know, whatever displays on your browser when it loads. Try to keep all the most important information there. Make it simple. Those are more UX tips than anything. But, and and that's for you to figure out. I can't dive into that too much in this episode. So let's say we've got our landing page done. Say, okay, water heater repair service is at the top as a headline. The subline is, you know, for residential consumers who have a problem or questions with their water heater. We are the trusted professionals in these areas. And you may list a few areas is what you're trying to do is speak to them, call out the audience you want. You want, remember, you're after a residential homeowners. You're after them in a certain range. You want the, you want people who kind of know what they're doing, but want to trust you. You know, you're, you're trying to package all of that, bring it all into a very simple message, right? You have all these things written on your audience page. Now you need to craft that and turn that into simple one-liners. Take two or three bullets, try to put it in one-sentence thing. It says exactly that. Use simple language. Make sure it's clear. Ask someone maybe else to look at the page and go, does this make sense to you? <laughs> and if they go, yeah, this looks like a plumber or something. Uh, for water heaters, you go, yes. Okay, anything else jump out to you? Anything they say that doesn't make sense, you could literally... Ask a kid. Okay, you're seven years old. Tell me what you think of this page. What's it for? Who's it? You know, what's going on here? They'll probably be able to tell you some really good fixes for your page, and then you can get it really good. Now, remember, you don't need the perfect page. You don't need to invest a ton of resources in it. Just get it to the point where, okay, I'm happy enough with it. I'll make some improvements later, and you know, that's all you're after. Then you make the ad. Okay, the ads are often best to make in the platforms. Google Ads is the one I'm kind of nudging you toward here to make of a paid search ad uh, with the objective or goal of website traffic to start with. That's sort of what I'm leaning toward here, but what you're really, which, what kind of ad you want to make, right? Legion is going to be ultimately your objective, which you can switch it to, but that's what you're, you're after. Wherever it is, whatever platform you use, whatever style of audience targeting you use, just make sure that your ad you create after the page. And then whatever the landing page has as its main H1 headers or H2s or anything like that that you're doing in your main header, whatever is your big, bold, one-liner statements that are kind of concise, right? So less than 30 characters or something. (laughs) Very, very concise. Try to take those concise sentences or craft some. That's what you're putting in your ads. So for instance, if my headline says, water heater repair services, right? Like water heater repair expert, anything like that. Those are the types of things I bring into my headlines for my ads. That way they match. Boom, boom. Landing page ad, very congruent, very relevant. That's what you're after. That's what you're going to need. So here's some that I came up with. Water heater repair. I'm just going to restate the keyword that I'm going after the most. Okay. Another headline, five-star professional work. I think it's very relevant that consumers are considering trust based on reviews these days. So I just immediately call it out. Okay, we're a five-star, four-star, whatever it is, business plumber. So I call it out and put that in the headline as another way to establish trust. Now, another thing that consumers may be wondering, right, is we want availability in the consumer. So I'm going to put it right there in the headline again, 24-7, 365, same-day service, something like that, Whatever your, you know, whatever your business offers. So that's another element. Another one, thousands of happy customers. I love numbers plus text and headlines. I think it's really uh, draws your eye. So those are types of things I like. Um, whatever number, copy customer, number of customers, it's just another way that a consumer would go, okay, this is a trusted business. They're not just scam. That's one thing consumers are looking for. Is this a scam? Are they trying to scam me? Are they trying to cheat me? Are they going to be way too expensive? You just push the things that are also equally important. Getting quality service that doesn't, you know, it's not going to, so it's not going to break six months down the line because they did it wrong. You've got to be very assertive about the kind of business, the types of qualities your business has. Another one I have written down is honest work done. right. Another headline I have is quick on-time service. Now, some of these things I'm even describing aren't going to be in the keywords. So you're going to need to additionally any other keywords that are very valuable, very much the types of keywords you've added or, or types of interests you've added in your targeting, put those things into the headlines too. So it's much more relevant, especially if you know, it's using different headlines. If it puts a bunch in that have nothing to do with uh, water heater repair or whatever it is your offer is, that's bad. So try to keep a good balance of, okay, keyword specific ones, and then headlines that relate to my business or a headline that includes both or combination of, there's also a description fields sometimes, in the types of platforms you use. So keep the same structure in there. You have a little more a, lot of, a little more length of text to use in, in those you, typically. So you know stuff in there. Anything that's from your landing page again. That's a little longer than I think the thirty to fifty character limit of headlines. So got your landing page. You've got your messaging, your ad done. Okay. So, what's the last thing? Mm. The last thing is the call to action. Now it's something that you need to have built into your landing page for sure. But now you just go back through, look at your ad. okay, look at the keywords, look at the landing page, look at the whole experience and go, what am I asking them to do? What do they want to do? Right. And you as a business go, okay, well, yeah, I want to sell. I want them to upsell, but what's the first important thing you want them to do. And that's just become a lead with that in mind. If there's any changes you need to make to make this less salesy, to make this more convincing, educational, helpful, that you're just getting them. You're just getting in the door. Okay? Gotta remember and reframe this. Just get in the door. You don't need to sell everything up front. You don't need to jam a page full of all your other offers, everything. Just keep it simple on this one offer. Keep it very targeted and specific to the call to action. Want to fill a form? Okay. Say somewhere. Just fill out this form, and then we'll get in touch with you. What will happen? What to expect after they fill out the form? What happens then? Okay. Is there a thank you page telling them what to happen, What's going to happen next? You want people to be very much aware along every step what they're at, where they need to go next. Make a signpost. Right, like someone's walking along a path, and there's signs. Okay, left here, right here, at the fork. Keep people guided in the right direction, and you'll make the leads more more you make the lead gen ads much more successful for my water heater example right i have my audience i have my residential over 35 um they can afford this they can make they're the decision makers they're in the geographic area make sure that's in there um they are like you know they're homeowners they are searching for these keywords they value it being done correctly. There may be review sensitive. That's the type of group I'm after. It shows up in my keywords. It shows up on my landing page. It shows up in my ads. Okay. So check, 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 check. That's what we've just kind of talked about and made. Then you turn it on. Yay. So I turn it on. What should be my budget? Well, that's kind of for you to decide. I like to start between 10 and 50 a day just because I like to learn very quickly. And sometimes you need a decent budget to learn it fairly quickly. Like within a, within a two-week period, I like to have a lot of either my negative keywords figured out, right? Or I like to at least see, okay, I'm sending the right people to my page. I like to know within a two-week period whether I'm getting any leads from this at all. If I'm getting none, you know, what could be the hang-up? What could be the problem? And then you go and assess. All right, I'm, I've seen this many impressions. Am I getting clicks? Is the click rate healthy? Okay. How many landing page actual visits am I getting? A click and a landing page visit is a little different sometimes, especially if you have a very slow loading website. (laughs) So then I got these many people hitting my page. Let's say it's 100, but I have no leads. Okay, well, if I had a 2% average conversion, I'd have at least two by now. What's going on, right? Find where the chink in the chain is, and then you can ask, okay, well, my problem is my landing page. My problem is my ad. My problem is my keywords are too expensive. My problem is, you know, whatever it is. And you could determine, okay, whatever point along the path is not at the rate of success that I need it to be, then I've got a problem. So things like, okay, my click rates below 2%. Okay. Maybe the click is wrong or the ad is off or the keywords are off. So check that test things there. Okay. I'm getting this many visits to my page. Is it close enough to the click to be roughly the same? Or is it like drastically lower than the clicks? Okay. Then maybe there's a page issue. Am I sending people to the right page? Things like that. Third, okay, people getting to the page, and they're not converting. Okay, am I setting the right geographic area to them? Is the page making sense? Is it load well on mobile? Uh, what's the experience like on the page? You know, Do I need to get a tool like a hot jar and record and see what people are doing on there? What's going on there? A page performance is a little harder to determine sometimes. It's a little harder to assess. Okay, let's say there are converting conversions happening. I am getting leads. Okay, are the leads quality? What's happening? Who's taking them? Right? What's the process? Is it flowing well? Are they showing up? Are they purchasing? Adding to cart, right? These are the points along, again, that path I told you about. You can assess and know whether it's working, whether it's successful or not. Gosh, we just covered a lot. So your brain's stuffed, your brain's full. You could use this to craft a successful lead generation ad. You could do it. A business owner can do this. A few hours, you could set this up. Right. Maybe it'll take you more than a few hours, depending on, you know, how, how, you know, if you have a page ready or if you need to go, you know, get some graphics, some elements, throw this together. A paid search ad is really lo- much lower resource requirement. You don't need to make any visuals for the ad itself. They're text ads. And then you've got your campaign going. Right. Let's see. You find success in it. Great. Okay. It's working. All right. Can you increase the budget? Can you expand this somehow? Can you widen the geographic area? Uh, do you have more locations you can test this with? Really scope this down and plan this out and like, wow, this is working. Now I can you know, bump it up. Maybe, okay, I got it working for water heaters. Let's try drains and clogs next. <laughs> Move around your product uh, spoke and figure out, okay, let's try other products. Let's try other ideas. Let's target different types of audiences. Okay, I, I'm, I'm finding a lot of success with um, elderly senior citizens. I'm doing really well with realtors helping me get in the door, whatever it is you've, you're learning from your sales process, reapply it back to marketing. That's all. That's as many tips as I can give you to be as helpful as I can, to help you be the most successful you can be with advertisements that are centered around generating leads. You could do it. You've you've got this (laughs) focus on what's important, right? Just keep things simple. You got this. If you need help, reach out. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, we also do consulting currently for digital marketing. If you're, you know, just want something, suck a pair of eyes to look at how your campaigns are set up. Maybe you don't trust that something's working as well as it could. Uh, you know, there's no hard rule on things have to work a certain way. Things can be improved. Things could be restarted. There's a lot of opportunity here. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've figured out what's required to do this, that it, that it, You've gotten the recommendations we put out there to make your audience, your offer, your messaging, your pages, your assets really successful—the best they could be—and then at least by the end of the day, you've got a little more confidence that this could work for you and your business. Um, so, get out there, take a chance at it, and uh, you know, if, if you need any help, just ping me, let me know, or you know, ask uh, ask around, ask others to see if you could learn anything from them. So, I really appreciate your time and listening to this episode again. Uh, the Close the Loop podcast and we've just created a successful, hopefully successful uh, lead generation advertisement. Thank you for listening.